I'm Dijan. Welcome to Tantra Log. Uh, this is a podcast for the spiritually curious. So if you like to reflect on Tantra, yoga, inner work, meditation, wellness and self-development, you may find lots of information, personal stories of practitioners and micro practices for you to experience, to look inward and do something good for yourself. Thank you for joining in. This podcast is a lecture from my 10 Wisdom Goddesses online program. If you're interested to learn more about the goddesses, to listen to more lectures, be guided into meditations, rituals, and different levels of self-practice, please feel free to check my website, dijan.co, for more details. I mentioned that Bhuvaneshwari is goddess of space. How does that relate to our life? So I want to make it a little bit more uh, practical. Just to recap, we mentioned that Prakasha is a transcendental concept, the absolute. And when it's limited, when it wants to watch itself play, then it becomes Akasha, the ether, the space. And that's where Bhuvaneshwari is. Right? So Bhuvaneshwari, in a way, is in between this divine void and the fullness of life, which is rich of nature, which is rich of emotions, thoughts, phenomena. So we have the phenomenal life and we have the void. So she is both in the void and in the fullness, but basically she's the intermediary there. So that mid-region is an expression that is used for Bhuvaneshwari a lot. Antariksha is what it's called. Um, it is also called Madhyama. Madhyama is an important concept. It's this intermediary. Even in our Kundalini uh, practices, we are trying to bring the energy from Muladhara, from the root, all the way up to Sahasrara. And she is in the middle, Madhyama. Kundalini is, rises through, is rising through the middle, and that's what the symbolism of Bhuvaneshwari is for. There are, there are many different metaphysical ways of explaining life, and one of them is uh, seeing matter evolving through sound. First, you have the potentiality of sound. Then that sound becomes insight, knowledge. Then that sound becomes thought. And then that sound becomes word. Bhuvaneshwari is this thought, Madhyamavak. Whereas we have different goddesses for the different stages of that creation. So that mid-section, that mid-region is associated with Bhuvaneshwari. Why is this relevant? I will also bring it more into the context when it comes to how to use these philosophical concepts in our very practical way of meditating, in our very practical tools of meditation through breath, through concentration, etc. So yes, there is a practical application to these things that I am sharing with you. However, some key words that I used again in this philosophical explanation, she is the one, the divine, perceiving himself or herself in life. Perception. There, this word comes 
up a lot with Bhuvaneshwari because perception is created because of the space. Kali, the mother Kali is the goddess of time. She creates the order and sequencing of the event. Whereas Bhuvaneshwari is setting the stage for Kali. She creates the circumstances. She creates the form, the, the stage for everything. And where we are affects our perception. Our, our position in space affects our perception. And now let's bring it to the daily life. When our perspective is limited, when we are cornered in a space, or when we are cornered into a way of thinking, a dogma, there is no space to change our perception. We need to change the perspective to change our perception. Mother Bhuvaneshwari is the energy that we call upon to create that space in us. I mentioned that I worked as a facilitator. One of the very interesting experiences that I had, I also had a master's degree on conflict analysis and uh, resolution. And one of the skills that I worked on acquiring was mediation skills. I remember during an international intensive training, there was a big conflict between two groups, like serious conflict. You know, these retreats, these trainings require a very strong dedication, hours and hours of study, learning and so on. And that puts people under a lot of pressure, as if they are in life dealing with complications of life. So these two working groups are, uh, uh, sorry, these two members in the same working group really cannot relate to each other anymore. The conflict is, came to a level where they don't even want to work with each other. So what to do? We have to conclude the training. We have a goal. We have a purpose. So I offered a mediation session. And long story short, the only thing that I actually did was to create a space for them, which means literally sometimes a space, a room that is neutral. Like it was the trainer's office, so none of the participants was, you know, feeling ownership of that room, a neutral space. I had the container, I created a container of other participants who were witnessing and supporting. I literally put them in a circular shape so that nobody is turning their back against each other. They are all facing each other. I had a whiteboard where I listed chronologically every single thing that happened since their encounter from, from their own stories. They told one by one what happened. And I just wrote them down. I didn't give them any pointers. I didn't give them any direction. I just created a space for them. And at the end of the session, and I didn't say, I mean, you did this right, you did this wrong, what do you think? No, we were just going through all the events. And at the end of the session, they found themselves very gentle guidance from my side. Where were the turning points? Where were the blockages? That created miscommunication, that created tension. They saw 
that the intentions were not really aggressive. They understood each other just by staying in that space that I have created. That's the power of Bhuvaneshwari that was residing in me at that moment. To holding the space. You may do it for others or you may do it for yourself. When do we not hold space for ourselves? When we are obsessively clinging on to an emotion or a thought or an idea. When we are not holding space for ourselves, when we are obsessively pursuing a track without really staying open to all the other perspectives, all the other possibilities in life. When that rigidity, that contraction happens, it means we are not giving space. And Bhuvaneshwari is the energy that brings us to those stages of ego uh, contraction, but she is also the energy that opens it up. And her guidance is non-directive. She's not like Kali coming and creating a huge uh, transformative action where you are bound to create change. She just gives you the space to create change. And uh, when you look at real life, yeah, you can see these skills in facilitators, in mediators. Uh, you can see this uh, in members of your family who are so nurturing, who are so good in holding space without telling you what is right, what is wrong. They help you to find your way. For example, I was watching this uh, series called Crown uh, about Queen Elizabeth. Amazing space holder. She, as the dignified, doesn't get into the daily politics. She doesn't interfere into anything, but she holds space. And that dignified uh, style of holding space actually moves mountains, has a huge impact. So that can be an example. So it's a very particular quality. It can have a shadow side as well. Kempton uh, was mentioning in her book that motherly nurturing energy can also be super controlling. It may want to manipulate, push things, into like in a quiet way, not in a direct fierce, fierce way, but in a quiet way, wanting to manipulate. And we have that a lot in our mothers, like mothers insisting their children follow their way of living, their way of thinking. Um, that controlling shadowy energy is very much there and we can relate to it. So it's time for ourselves to check how is our situation with this holding space? How are we really doing it for ourselves and for others? And a good way to do it, um, at that time when I was working as a facilitator, it was more of a skill, it was more of using the tools. But still, I, I, I found out that the most important skill necessary was the ability to step back, to let go of my own thoughts, my own convictions, the way I want the results to be, but just be there for the others. That's the most important trick. 
And when you don't want to use tricks or you don't want to use your mind at all, you just want to channel Bhuvaneshwari, the way to do it is actually just bringing your attention into the heart. That is something that I uh, rely on way more than before now. Especially when I find myself in a challenging situation, I may not be a party of. Like, for example, some friends are fighting. There is a tense energy. Or I'm having a client as a yoga therapist, and I can see that something is coming up, and it's strong. And I need to be careful not to receive too much. I need to be receptive to to see what's going on, but I don't. I shouldn't be embodying what the other person is going through. So what do I do? I find Bhuvaneshwari in the heart, in Hrit, where she rests. And I just stay there, not trying to control, just cultivating that energy of hers in the heart. And that may already be enough. You may magically witness that situations resolve, conflicts resolve, without you actually fixing anything. For me, it's a very important uh, lesson. Not everybody uh, has the same temperament, has the same psyche. The way Bhuvaneshwari's space works for you may be different than the examples that I'm giving to you. For my temperament, since I have this urge, this Icha Shakti to fix, to create, to do, Bhuvaneshwari is teaching me just to be. Just to be. My being creates enough. My being nurtures enough if I'm centered. So this was my lesson. Maybe you are already like that. So just explore this energy. You will find uh, guiding questions and exercises for that in the module. Uh, I even have a chant there, uh, Purnamidam, because Purnamidam is a beautiful chant. It's like, it's completely, uh, it, it, that is complete, that is full. Uh, the fullness is here, the fullness is there. And uh, let me just check my notes to be more precise. If the fullness, if fullness be taken from fullness, only fullness remains. So this is a beautiful mantra and a beautiful chant about the fullness of space, the completeness of space, of Bhuvaneshwari, that is in there, in me, when it's, that when that taken, when that fullness is taken from me, I am still in fullness. So this huge potentiality of space, of her, is beautifully uh, chanted uh, through this mantra. And yeah, the one thing that I want to mention last uh, to be careful when you're doing these kinds of practices of holding space is really to keep your humbleness. It's not you doing anything. You are just creating space in you. You are just channeling because that can be a very uh, tricky attribute of our ego saying, oh, I am a good meditator, mediator, oh, I am a good channeler, oh, I'm good in this, I hold excellent space. 
No, you're not doing anything. You're just actually being. And that's the trick. That's the illusion that we will get to. Thank you. Podcast on Tantra Log. Please subscribe if you like this content and feel free to share it with your friends and loved ones. See you at our next talk.